This is IELTS Facial Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show in Vietnam about every IELTS. Welcome back to the Tam IELTS Studio, and we are here with the lovely Dan Ruel. Thank again. you for coming back. My pleasure. And of course, he's going to be the one that's going to bust all those IELTS myths and tell you how an IELTS examiner may think during an IELTS exam. So thank you for agreeing to give us more tips this time. Thanks for having me back. So today's our celebrity of the week is actually Anne Japan. Okay. Anne Japan is going to speak a little bit about um, what she likes. Okay. So let's take a look at what she has to say, shall okay. we? All right, take it away, Anne Japan. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me your full name, please? I'm Ling of My Anne. Can I see your identification, please? Yeah, here. Thank you. Okay, that's good. Now, in this part, I'd like to ask you some questions about yourself. Okay? Okay. Um, I'd like to talk to you about giving gifts. When do people give gifts or presents in your country? Uh, I think in my country, people usually give give uh, on a birthday, their wedding ceremony, on their special day. Yeah. Do you enjoy looking for gifts for people? Why? Why not? Yeah, I enjoy it because I want to make people I love happy because I care about them and I want to show them how important they are to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I love to do that thing. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a topic and I'd like you to talk for one to two minutes. Okay. I'll give you a minute to prepare and make notes if you wish. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. Here is pencil and some paper. Okay. And here is your topic. You have one minute to make Let's notes. see what the topic is. <laughs> hmm. Something I did that was new or exciting. Okay, I, I got it. Okay, that's one minute, all right? Okay. And remember, you have one to two minutes. I'm timing you, I will tell you when to stop, so don't worry if I do. Okay. <laughs> start speaking now, please. Okay, I'm ready. Um, one of the most exciting journey that uh, I've made, uh, it was few months ago, while our visit to a friend's uh, hometown and uh, uh, all of a sudden they proposed to uh, go to a picnic into a forest and this plan was uh, proposed by um, my best friend and four of our friends agreed to do so. It was a little bit dangerous uh, to go into the forest and we have heard uh, many different and scary stories from the local people. Mm, but we <laughs> decided to do so. And we planned uh, our main attraction was an abandoned house in the forest. Mm. And we planned to uh, have a picnic there and have take photos of wildlife and that abandoned house. Mm, the I think that uh, we thought that the guardians of my friends 
won't permit us to do so, and we plan not to let them know about it. And um, on the Thursday morning, we left the friend's house and bought necessary ingredients, vegetables and fruits, and um, the thing that would be required to do the picnic. And um, I don't really remember. We, um, it's a difficult, a little difficult to uh, reach nearby the, the abandoned house, but we... Uh, yeah, let me stop you there. Uh, okay, minutes. okay. Thank you. <laughs> We've been talking about new things and new experiences, and I'd like to have a discussion with you now, and to ask you some discussion questions. Let's consider, first of all, uh, why you think some people enjoy or like doing new things? Uh, I think that's a part of the human nature. If we have never tried doing new things, we would never made uh, any progress throughout history. Personally, I think that uh, because doing new things is something very interesting. We uh, can uh, meet new people, new, know uh, new places and learn something. And I think that um, People don't usually enjoy doing new things, but it, it's good if we uh, do something we've never done before. And maybe people are curious, that's why they do it. What problems can people have when they try new activities for the first time? I think they feel nervous and have problems doing new things. And some things need uh, a little bit skilled and practice to do well. Okay, thank you very much. This is the end of the speaking test. Okay, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome, well done. Okay. Um, what do you think about her performance? Uh, I was very impressed actually, and, and the, th the thing that really struck me the most, um, compared to a lot of our other guests, is something called collocations. Mm -hmm. And collocations are when certain words go together. Mm -hmm. So for example, we'd say, ride a bicycle, not go a bicycle, mm -hmm. for example. And, and she, was, she had so many good examples of those. So for example, uh, an abandoned house in part two, uh, part of human nature, and all of these really good phrases with, which were spot on. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the thing that really impressed me the most. And her pronunciation I thought was very natural. And the only comment f I would give for her to improve is her speed. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit slow, um, but all of her other categories I thought were outstanding. That's awesome. Yeah. So in terms of speed, you know, how can, how can a person speed up uh, the way they speak? It's quite difficult because if you speak too quickly then your pronunciation will get worse yes. and if you speak too slowly your pronunciation will get better yes. but uh, it's a little bit difficult to listen to if it's too slow. Mm -hmm. So my advice for, for students to practice is uh, record yourself and you really need to listen to yourself again mm -hmm. because some people don't realize how quickly they're speaking or mm -hmm. how slowly they're speaking. But if you could do a bit of practice at home, record yourself and then listen again, I think it, it gives you an idea of if you're speaking too quickly or too slowly. That's some great advice. I also remember some, something that my teacher told me back in the day when I was learning how to sing, actually. And my teacher told me it's really good to enunciate the consonants. Mm -hmm. And that can potentially help us separate the words and also to, to make us speak more clearly. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend this method for people learning English? Absolutely. Uh, it, it's a very tricky thing to do because obviously English pronunciation is much different than Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that's really important in English is 
the sound, the consonants at the ends of words. Yes. Um, and if you chop them off, then it could change the meaning, mm -hmm. which might confuse the listeners. However, it's a very, it, it just takes a lot of time and practice, really. There's no shortcuts. Ah, uh, absolutely. All right, so let's see what she thinks sure. about her performance. So, Anne, this is your second time doing this. What do you think about your performance? Um, I think that I did it better than the first test because I um, had some experience from the first time and I was more relaxing and better be um, prepared. <laughs> yeah. So now that it's your second time, do you have any tips at all to share with our audience at home? I think you should take it twice like me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I think we should um, extend our answer by uh, give um, by giving more examples and um, details. Yeah, to uh, make our answer more interesting, and I think we should uh, practice more with our friends to feel more comfortable and uh, relaxing. Yeah, and that's it. I can see why she's a hot girl. I think she's very charming. Yeah, you know, she has a very nice personality. Yeah, so. looking at her in the video, like I, I want to talk to her. I yeah. want to listen more. Yeah, so. Okay, Dan, so how should we deal with pie charts? The thing about pie charts is they're more complicated than they seem. Mm -hmm. So they look very simple, but there are little tricks and difficulties that make it challenging. So for example, uh, the first thing is it's not always a trend. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, for example, uh, the amount increased, decrease mm -hmm. but in a pie chart it might not actually be changing over a period Absolutely. so the first thing to notice is uh, are these pie charts changing over a number of years mm -hmm. and if they're not then don't describe any changes because there are none Absolutely. Um, the second thing to be careful of is uh, it's not always a hundred percent so the numbers within the pie chart might not always equal 100 um, sometimes they might be out of 150, mm -hmm. out of 200, so just be very careful. It's not always percentages. Mm -hmm. um, and the third tip I have is make lots of comparisons. Um, things like which is larger, which is smaller, s larger than, smaller than. Mm -hmm. Pie charts, you really need to make a lot of comparisons. Mm -hmm. Okay, so thanks so much for those tips. My those pleasure. are very, very precious tips. This is IELTS Facial Podcast Series the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show in Vietnam about every IELTS 